0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
0: Love is in the air this Valentine's Day over here at the Pinball Show. And by love, I mean Dennis not being amused at all with my ideas and him attempting to put me in my place regarding competitive pinball and its associated flaws to help grow this hobby. We also chat about a recent Cornerstone tutorial of Rush Pinball by Raymond Davidson. Super stern sleuth Craig Bobby bringing the goods regarding an upcoming pinball topper and the potential for a return of the king. We talk shoopies, a Buffalo Pinball podcast appearance, a new old stock game designer for a American Pinball, Din Din tapping that glass and many of you trending down this week. It's all on episode 91 of your favorite pinball podcast, The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. It's episode 91 of The Pinball Show, and we're here, Dennis Creasel and Zach Minnie, to amuse you this week with all of the pinball news. <laughs> it's fucking, what, a, what, a, what a horrible, <laughs> <It's> horrible. opening.
1: <laughs> this is
2: horrible. Gosh. Can we
0: send back our award? No shit. <laughs> Talk about phoning it in there, Zach. Episode 91, what were you doing in 1991? Um... Drugs uh, wait, <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm
1: sorry I'm so, How I was like in middle school in 91 I was I? age 7 well, I was watching the Soviet Union fall I remember that I, heard, I thought I was going to go into Sino-Soviet <laughs> studies and I was like well there went my dream couldn't even hold their communist empire together for a hundred years. Ah, I was watching the,
0: the Disney cartoons instead of the, the manly G.I. Joes and Transformers of the world. And mm-hmm. I was like, gummy bears. <laughs> Smash in here and there and everywhere. Remember that show?
1: Uh, the song rings a bell, but no, I don't.
0: Adventures of the Gummy Bears?
1: No. You know, back... Oh, gosh. What was I... What cartoons would You're I... You're like, miss? I had
0: hair on my balls by that time.
1: Well... I'm trying to think what, what I'm trying to think what cartoons were out then. I guess that Animaniacs, you're Oh, that?
0: that's right. I didn't watch that as much, but all my friends were into it. That was a good one. That was a good one. We still need some of those cartoon pins to make their way into pin. Well, I think they will, Dennis and listener, but uh, we're we're still waiting on that generational trend to to set. We still got maybe 5 years, 10 years or so before we start the 90s become what the 80s are in pinball. So
1: Yeah, the Easy Bake Oven hasn't quite finished that cake.
0: There you go. So. We still got some rock bands to to churn out.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's still plenty of dad ro- Tony, there's
0: still plenty of dad mm-hmm. rock that can be done. And plenty of dad films, too. I mean, we still got... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we still got Karate mm-hmm. Kid. We you know, still I, kinda, have I
1: prefer the dad films to the dad rock.
0: I do as well. But I'm, I'm a film guy. But
1: I want another Back to the Future. Oh. I want us to do films that have never had a pinball machine.
0: Hey, I... I've, I've, I'm at peace, actually, with Back to the Future, Dennis. You, you want to I, know why? I, I, well, you love Back to the Future. Yeah, but I'm at peace if it never gets made. Have you? Have you achieved peace? I've achieved peace because I have committed to myself that if it does not get made, I will simply make it. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So once you once you find acceptance there, you're you're all good. And that's where I'm at. Same with the Goonies. I don't care if they don't make it. I'll make it. Yeah, you'll make it. That's what they call an ego, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dennis, we have today, for people listening on release day here at the Pinball Show, it's Valentine's Day. The
1: love is in the air, except with the IFPA, who I just got off the phone with, and I'm afraid you've been permabanned from ever discussing (laughs) competitive pinball by yourself, ever. (laughs) I have to have a chaperone. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Well, that's a good, great tie-in to the holiday.
0: A nice little uh, leash that they pull real tight. <clears throat>
1: I'm afraid you've gotten a little handsy with well, the, with with the, with any talks of competitive pinball. Carl they're, D'Angelo's they're rage. Kind of like we can't trust you with those topics by yourself. So. Yeah,
0: I'm only reporting facts here. People don't like the harsh harsh truth, but it is what it is. We'll get into that later. Are you doing anything special today on Valentine's Day or you?
1: No, unfortunately. Thankfully, we've been recording before this. I got a surprise meeting planned, so I will be Ooh. dealing with next stages to get us out of the pandemic pandemic that's what the disc is huge discussion we've been waiting for it so
0: no hot date huh no no that's sad that's probably for the best i have a date today with an electrician oh (gasps) yeah Yeah, do you think that you'll see sparks get my voltmeter up Mm. i still don't know how to work one of those things do you know how to work a voltage meter? I I have know. Do you clue. mean a multimeter? Multimeter, yeah. I have no, no clue. Yeah. No clue how to work on. Yeah,
1: but I I mean, I don't know what, I don't use all the settings on them. Yeah. There are only a few you need. I mostly just try and check and make sure if it you know, I mostly use it where I just turn the tone on and make sure that the circuit's completing. Yeah, exactly. To test fuses. Mm-hmm. So that's what
0: I mostly use it for. Yeah, that's what I've done um, too. Or I, like if you have two flippers, I'll measure one and then whatever numbers it says, I'm like, mm, I should have the same over here. <laughs> now,
1: I. I have before gone through and used it and done the capacitor test to see if any capacitors are bad. Very tedious, oh. but oh, uh, I, I had did that. do that once before. It was actually pretty easy once I got going. But
0: so I have a date with an electrician. Going to check out the flipping out building and and help us out there. He's gonna he's gonna freak when I tell him how many outlets we need and how much. Oh gosh, he's gonna oh. be
1: like that. We don't like that's beyond all the codes. We're
0: gonna need a bigger fuse panel.
1: But then your games won't be touching each other in the lineup, because I know some have been concerned about the photos they've seen of your lineup. I did not think your games were excessively close together.
0: They are. I mean, they are. They're closer than I'd like to have them. But at this point in time, I've got Well,
1: mine are, too. But it's like, do I want six games or do I want seven?
0: I've got like 26 shoved into my basement right now, and I just need my building done.
1: What a great time, by the way, to have chosen to build.
0: Supposed to be done this summer and summer.
1: I thought this was like a barn. Why isn't it up yet? The Amish should have gotten this up over the weekend. Well, the
0: Amish are coming in to do the kitchen, but that's Mm. not until May.
1: I uh, looked at a kitchen table that was done by the Amish, but it was about, uh, what? Five times more than a commercially made table, and well, I was like, "No, I don't think I'm going to spend
0: that much." Just like the typical work day, they they put in time and a half. So do mm. so do well, they I mean, on the cost? It was all
1: handmade, so I I <laughs> I understood it. I was just like, "Eh, I think I could have gotten a machine to sand that a little better."
0: Oh, Valentine's Day, a lot of Pensiders right now sitting by themselves in their favorite reclining chair with a bottle of Jergens and a box of <laughs> Kleenexes. <laughs> And if you're listening to this while doing so, you're fucking sick. But I still respect you. Oh man, I wanted to do something really inappropriate there. I'm trying to think.
1: Uh, Yeah, and that wasn't. Well, was that inappropriate? I mean, it was not like Dennis is going to tell you to edit it out.
0: But I was going to go with like, hold it, hold it, don't finish, don't finish, no, no, (laughs) no. Should I edit that out? (laughs) That's what what wins us the glass. (laughs) <laughs> I will edit that one out <laughs> okay All
2: right.
0: <clears throat> but Valentine's Day it's, it's a day to rejoice the love that you have with one another or with yourself as we were talking about I've got uh, somebody really really special in my life I need to thank that doesn't get enough thanks Dennis and for Valentine's Day I want to give a shout out to the love of my life to my best friend to Nicole Lee Many. My love,
2: my Valentine.
1: What's her favorite song? Uh, what dad rock band does she want?
0: No, she's a, she's a mom rap fan. Mm. Now, did you know this? There's a lot of dad rock, but then we got those 90s moms that they're referred to as what I call mom rap. No, I did not know about that. Yes, just wait. They're coming. Bunch of Karens out there listening to Master P and, <laughs> and Snoop Dogg. Hmm. She's a, she listens to everything, she listens to country and pop, she does some Taylor Swift, she'll listen to Christian music, she she listens to everything. The juxtaposition between listening to some Hillsong Christian and then all of a sudden I hear make them say, uh. uh, so yeah, she's an eclectic gal, and I love her for it, as well as many other things I love about this woman. And I wanted to remind everybody, for those of you who do enjoy Uh, What I do, whether it's video stuff or audio stuff, podcasting, award shows, distribution, I promise you and I swear to you that I would be able to do none of that if it wasn't for Nicole. But she's just as much to thank about this because you know this, Dennis. I I couldn't do any of this if it wasn't for the tolerance she has with me, with our business, and with uh, the community. So, Nicole, happy Valentine's Day. I love you. It's
1: time for TPN Industry News.
2: Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, tons of speculation and rumors swirling around the Pinside Stern news forums this week. No, not around Stern's next title release, but over the upcoming Mandalorian topper, due out any day now. Why all the fuss? Well, it all got started after Pinside user Torpedo2K from Cumming, Georgia did a little poking around on his recent Mandalorian Pro Edition to discover a mysterious HDMI port that once hooked up to an external monitor outputs different Star Wars related logos and art, but in reverse. Hmm art that looks strangely like the holographic images that projected from the Bounty Hunter Puck seen on the Mandalorian TV show. So much for the element surprise. It was speculated that if you pair that image through an inexpensive 3D holographic fan, you could have the makings of a pretty neat 3D holographic effect that could conceivably project out of a Mando style helmet or other object from the show. What's your cut? For those not familiar with the Mandalorian TV show, a hollow puck, also known as a Holographic Puck or referred to as a Bounty Puck, was a small simple holographic device utilized by the Bounty Hunters Guild that identified a quarry that was wanted. By taking the Puck, the Hunter accepted the bounty. Needless to say, the discovery of this feature has amped up fans on this title to new heights as buyers ready themselves again to folk over more dough for the must-have topper accessory of the year. And speaking of speculation, with the announcement and trailer of the Amazon-produced Lord of the Rings Rings of Power TV show, which aired this past weekend during the Super Bowl, does it not make sense that this license will find its way once again into the capable hands of Stern Pinball for either a Lord of the Rings vault, or a brand new Lord of the Rings machine themed specifically after this show, which is boasting the most expensive TV series of all time, coming in at a record $465 million to produce. Wow! Could this Ruber new title already be in development, much like Stern's last TV license hit with The Mandalorian? Well, we shall have to wait and see. And a quick congratulations to Rebecca Hinsdale as she was the winner on Stern's Heads Up Invitational, hosted once again by Amoto Harney, Tim Sexton, and Jack Danger, that aired this past weekend. Rebecca, who is also one of the lovely hosts from the Hot Nudge Pinball stream, beat out seven other capable competitors to win herself her very own Elvira's House of Horrors pinball machine. Wow, way to go, Rebecca. Well, that's all for this week for the Pinball Show. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.
0: Okay, Craig Bobby, thank you so much. Yes, thanks, Craig, for being
1: the one person
0: who followed through. That's a good thing. Well, and I feel bad for the other guys. They really don't have news. But I thought you believed that they need to go out and get the news. Like squeeze that news
1: out like it's fresh OJ.
0: Yeah, let's do some investigative uh, work here. But no, it's okay. Sometimes they do. Last week we had a lot of production updates. And I wondered, and I asked the listener, do you guys enjoy production updates? You're not we're not really gonna get these from other podcasters just based on kind of the, the position I'm in in the industry. Do you guys like it? I think the majority really do appreciate and like it. Did you get that sense, Dennis?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I actually only don't. remember seeing one person say they didn't really care for it, but
0: do you care for it?
1: I think it's a good service to provide. Okay. Like if I had my druthers, I would eliminate pinball market trends and <gasps> allow production oh. updates to be the replacement segment. Oh,
0: production updates.
1: But the thing is, I you know, production updates probably aren't warranted every single episode either.
0: Because yeah, that's true.
1: How often does it change? And, you, and you know, the, it's always a balance. Like, do you need to run through the entire schedule or whatnot? So well, but yeah. normally they're pretty short. We
0: try I to do it if there's fine. if there's changes we'll we'll bring them up. The only thing this week, listener, is we were talking about Godzilla accessories coming out and and shipping very soon. The art blades are shipping now, so mm. well. The good thing is that no, we don't have any code updates to discuss. I know. I'm that's why I'm so happy today. That is a good thing. Now you have not
1: played Rush quite yet, have you? Uh, no, I've not seen one in our area yet, though I'm sure arrival must be imminent.
0: It's gotta be. Coming up soon. Where are you at? Nubs or Pizza East? Or?
1: Yeah, unless it's there. I, I won't get there till I should be there next weekend. So here in about five or six days, I'm hoping to hit both of those locations. But it was not at 403 okay. last
0: week. Tony from the Eclectic Gamers podcast seems like he's on a bit of a hot streak when it comes to competitive pinball. Uh, maybe he'll tear some shit up. Well,
1: I mean, I don't know why you're saying it like that since I have I did better on all the recent ones myself. But yeah, oh, play okay. him up. That's okay. fine.
0: Well. Well, no, I don't believe me. I don't want to. <laughs> Please uh, tell, tell me about competitive pinball, Zach. <sighs> well, we do have some news about Rush. Raymond mm. Davidson, uh, coder and programming extraordinaire and, you know, the number one pinball player in the world. He visited Joel Engelberth from the Flipping Out Pinball stream this past week and gave a super thorough explanation of the rules and code to Rush. Ah, oh, that's cool. Does uh, Joel play competitive pinball?
1: I thought he had before, but, you know, I don't know. We, we don't travel in the same circles. You know, Joel is doing the Joel thing. He's such a Joel. I'm out here in the real world. Very different. Does his name ever make you feel like he should be a villain in The Princess Bride? Because that's what I always think of.
0: In- inconceivable. That's fair. Man, that's a show that I don't need to see again. Overrated. Oh, oh, boom, 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 boom. Now you overrated. see that would be a decent theme for a pinball machine, too. It is with Monty Python films, and uh people give it so much credit for being hilarious. Except it's not. Really? Except well, it's I not. never thought of it as a funny
1: movie, but it's approachable by all ages, it's got action, it's got some comedy, it's got adventure.
0: It's not really it's really it's not it's got
1: R-O-U-S. No, surely, you know, the Princess Bride, he's going, uh, he's got the mask, and you remember The Inconceivable, it's got Andre the Giant. Yeah, that's a comedy. Six Fingers. No, it's, uh, it's just a fun action, fun movie. What? It's got some comedic elements to it, but so do most movies, oh, so do I, horror
0: movies. I thought it was trying to be funny. Uh, the scene with uh, Billy Crystal, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a, come on, what film has Billy Crystal been on that isn't a comedy? Oh, God. Princess now all, Bride. Now all the people are thinking, oh, there's this, 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 and, and whatever. Well, I mean, it's not city slickers. It's not... <laughs> Where the hell do we go? So, anyway, Raymond Davis. So, Joel Engelberth, they were talking about rules... Print, you want Princess Bride pinball machine? Just wait a little bit, we'll get one. Here. Here there's your nugget we for would We better get week.
1: one before another Back to the Future. <sighs> As I wish.
0: Coach Rayday helped enthusiasts really understand the depth of this new Rush game. And once again... Sexton rated collaboration seems to be building into another tournament darling, and nobody knows tournament and competition pinball like yours truly.
1: Yes, tell us about that.
0: I mean, tell us about that. I'll give Zach. you any recap you want. I'll do. I'll do any of it.
1: I'm, you, I'm already hearing Rush is the new Mystery Castle.
0: <laughs> if you want to fix your competitive pinball scene, yes, tell us how to fix it. Reach out to me. Yes, I'll do some consultation us. work. You guys are doing so well right now, let me tell you. <laughs>
1: the listeners don't understand just how much I have seen the word mystery and castle side by side over the last Shit. week. It
0: has been nauseating. No joke. Travis Murray can do a reaction trailer to Rush and it get more views than the biggest tournaments of the year. What's that tell you? Oh, just saying it could, you know, a little flare there. That's all. You guys gotta go check out the VOD of of this because if you do care about rush and you want to know how to play it, I learned a crap load of stuff uh, and I've been playing that game. And I was like, Oh, that's what that does. Oh, okay. Which kind of worries me. Cause I'm like, if you can't understand it that easily, then maybe that's a problem.
1: Well, that's a big debate amongst even competitive people. So do I have to go and watch a video to understand the rules? I, I'll give you a case in point. I was playing Godzilla in tournament mm-hmm. uh, last weekend and I, for a little bit, I, I saw the little action button flashing. I forgot I had to hold it down.
0: Oh, yeah. To for the, uh, the beam. Tesla. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: I was I was going along and then I remembered because I had seen a video. I go, oh, wait, no, this one I have to hold down to get it to 100% to actually blast. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to win on that.
0: Well, we're getting to the point, Dennis. I'm, I'm fearful that we're getting to the point that we're trying to, we as, uh, you know, royal, we trying to get. As much different features into that selectable one button on the lockdown bar. I worry about that because, for the most part, flipper buttons are responsible for flippers, lane changes, choices when the screen is static mm-hmm. or the ball is static. But Man, there, you've got levels to this action button thing. It's starting to starting to worry me a little bit. Uh, just-
1: I, I that I think is a is a very fair concern. In fact, the case in point one I would point to was Black Knight Sword of Rage. Mm. I saw so many inexperienced people who would see that button flashing and at the start of their game blow their magna save. Oh yeah. Because yeah. it's like, well, it's flashing at me. I'm supposed to hit it, right? And it's like, oh, uh, what a terror. That one was, that was terrible. That was a terrible implementation. Well, and
0: like uh, on the newest Rush game, I like that there's options and choices. But it's like, well, if you if you hit it once, then you you use your weapon. But if you hold it, then you use the diverter. But if you hit it twice in a Morse code fashion, then you pull up your second round of weapons. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: And pretty soon, we'll, we'll need an Xbox controller.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't For know all these choices, and they're trying to do it based on colors. Like, well, if you hit it twice, then you go into a different. Eh. Yeah, eh.
1: I I get it, I get it, but it's uh Maybe. Honestly, the solution would be to add more action buttons on top. If you're wanting to go this route, oh. and make them different and labeled. But
0: riverboat gambler, it huh? Yes,
1: riverboat gambler, it.
0: Mm. Shout out to Insanity Falls. Yeah, so I don't know, I, but. The game is a blast to shoot. You'll have fun playing it. It is challenging, as we talked about last week, but mm, uh, as
1: Borg layouts often are,
0: as they often are. Um, I'm digging the game. I just I have to figure it out a little bit more. And with this, have you downloaded all the Rush albums now? I very much, very much like Metallica. I enjoy it. that music because of this pinball machine. So it worked. I only downloaded the
1: Limelight. I have a really whiny voice, so I feel I can basically sing these songs.
0: I had a listener message giving some criticism. They said, really, Zach? You could have put in any song and you went with Limelight during your last program? Like, come on. I like Limelight. I do, too. It's my favorite. I liked it, too. But I guess they were saying... Their criticism is unfounded. That's right. Nothing is unfounded with Craig Bobby. He's reporting some very interesting details about the unreleased Mandalorian topper as well as some mm. questions to a Lord of the Rings fault. Mm. Double them. Yeah, double We talked about it last week a little bit with this Mandalorian topper that's supposed to be huge. Pinside user has hooked up their Mandalorian game to an external monitor via an HDMI uh, output on that board, and they found images and video that is mirrored. So it's it's kind of backwards and stuff.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: Craig Baume's suggesting that this is somewhat or something kind of holographic or maybe even projection based, which works to the theming of the Mandalorian with the bounty puck on that series.
1: Yes, yes, that would make a lot of sense.
0: So, yeah, and that'd be
1: a pretty cool topper.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then we'll maybe talk about projections and uses of screen later in the program. Oh,
1: maybe. Uh
0: huh. But, uh, yeah, I so maybe that's that would be that would be big. Craig's also pondering about the return of a Lord of the Rings pinball machine after hearing about the upcoming series Lord of the Rings Rings of Power, I believe it's called, which is going to be the most expensive television series ever made.
1: Or the most epic WWE
0: matchup ever. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Get into the Rings of Power. Have you, I, I don't know much about this new series.
1: I haven't been following. I've seen a little bit, but I haven't been following
0: it. You and I will definitely watch it. I'll probably. Yeah, we're big fans of that, uh, that franchise. Do you think that Stern takes the risk on uh, an unproven series like this? Maybe to make their own, maybe either re-theming it or making its own pinball machine?
1: If it's truly like a vault, even if it's a different art of Lord of the Rings, is it really a risk? It's not. I I don't think it would be
0: as beloved regardless of how it is. uh,
1: No, no. But there are some people that just want that game because... They want that game. They want mm-hmm. that gameplay. It, you can rename the modes. I'm thinking like comic Spider-Man. Yeah, there'll okay. be people that'll miss the change in the callouts and stuff, but it will sell. It would sell better than comic Spider-Man did. Sure. And comic Spider-Man was a, a, I mean, Spider-Man in and of itself is a very respected game, mm-hmm. but it's no Lord of the Rings.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, I think you just, you keep it separate.
1: If I were them, I, w- I would see about getting the rights just to do the movie version, and maybe you drop it around the time of the series mm-hmm. to hope. For perhaps a little bit of upticked interest, but bottom line, uh, a movie Peter Jackson based Lord of the Rings vault at any time would sell units. Uh, the only thing at this, you know, at this point, there's only two issues. One, you've got such a deep backlog right now. I think you're actually because Lord of the Rings is going to be attractive mostly to pinheads. I do you really want the PR issue of oh well, let's throw another thing on the line even though we're behind because it looks bad? Sure. And then the other thing which I've always pointed out is. Stern has never vaulted White Star, and I still don't think they're going to go to the trouble of converting it to a Spike or a Sam or anything. I just don't think they're going to do it. One of your
0: points has nothing to do with The Hobbit being a flop? No. Okay. No. Well, I mean, it
1: didn't Hobbit deal recently as a a game for Jersey Jack, even though the movies were bloated and extremely disappointing. The movies were still good, but yeah. The movies aren't horrible. Uh, My video game analogy would be Mass Effect Andromeda. It wasn't a bad game, but it was pretty poor for a Mass Effect game. Mm. So
0: people didn't buy it. I see. Like me. You stand your ground and don't buy a lot of things. That's true.
1: I am pretty cheap.
0: Man, you being a fanboy of Microsoft on EGP (laughs) lately. Whoa, man. I'm just
1: pointing out who's winning. Wow. Hey, you you want a PS5? I don't stand in the way of that is the right system for people. People that don't want access to games, I guess. They're calling me a shill. Times have changed. Dennis is ready to burn down Sony. I'm just waiting for them to buy Sony and be done with it. Not the all of Sony. They don't want that they don't want the movie side. They don't want to lose money. They just buy the the gaming department.
0: Poor Bungie. They're trying I and mean, shit. No
1: Bungie all right, here look. <laughs> it's not really re- We're not really relevant to our ongoing discussions. But here's the thing They can relate to Bungie. Eh? Bungie claim see Bungie <laughs> wants to be independent and they can't hack it. So they were by themselves, and then they were with Microsoft, and then they got upset with how Microsoft treated them. Yeah, don't which, take their creative from what control. What I heard was were, were fair complaints, They're fair artists. complaints. I'm not like Bungie. I understood. So Bungie breaks away, does their Destiny thing, and then it's like, oh, we we need a we need someone. So then they go to Activision. Then they get mad at Activision. So they leave Activision, and now here they are in cahoots with Sony. So. You tell me how long before they sever this relationship because Sony tells them to do something and they get grumpy.
0: Well, look, you can't, you cannot cage a peacock. It's got to fly. You got to let it fly. Yes, it's made to fly, baby. It's with the beautiful feathers. Is it bungy or bungee? Bungee, like bungee jumping. Isn't something in Australia bungy? Uh, talking about genitals. Is that bungy? That...
1: I don't really know much about
0: Australia. Oh, boy, oh boy. So I don't know what's coming. Uh, this last weekend we've seen the shoopies. That's a thing now you mm. You're welcome, people. Shoopies. Shoopies, shoopies. Still sounds dirty. I'm afraid the only thing I saw was one
1: post of one poster of the players. And mm, that was yeah. all I saw one time. So
0: We're referring to, listener, the Stern Heads Up Invitational. This time it was battling on Elvira's House of Horrors. They also, I, I do like that they had the Mistress of Darkness herself, Elvira, uh, doing some segments for uh, that program, so you, you got ah. her some cut sequences kind of like in the game, but her referencing tongue in cheek, uh, the production stuff it was, it was that was cool. I really like that. It was localized still, so still eight people from Chicago, uh, Dead Flip Studio, they were recording there and battling it out. And uh, spoiler alert, Hot Nudge wins another pinball machine. So last year, Anna Neal, I believe, of Hot Nudge won, I think it was Anna Neal won a pinball machine. This year, it was Rebecca Hensdale winning a brand new Elvira's House of Horse pinball machine. Those are hard to come by. Yes. How did she get that then? Mm -hmm. So how was was Shoopy viewership, Zach? Overall, I think it was multicasting on a a variety of things. I I like to see that Stern was casting from facebook on on their facebook page and i believe their youtube page as well it was on mm-hmm. the dead flip so it gets a lot more exposure through dead flip pinball streaming um as one would imagine on twitch oh, yes yeah. i'm a
1: big fan of multicasting
0: yeah yeah i don't know how that worked jack was playing it on twitch stream he was on the um like a green screen kind of giving commentary to the commentary so you guys can check that vod out whether it's on stern pinball or jack's twitch feed but another highly produced piece uh, from a moto and company over there tim sexton and jack danger hosting the event go check it out speaking of content creators i myself was on the buffalo pinball podcast a couple of days ago with co-host oh. yeah with co-guest ryan wanger he's the, oh, co- the comet pinball guy absolutely co-owner of Comet pinball and he he routes a lot of games as well location yes games. that's true i didn't think he has an arcade now uh, Ryan's doing a lot of things over there.
1: Yeah, I think when the pandemic came, I thought they like stepped in and took over a place, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. if I remember. It's been a while. That was mm-hmm. early in the in the pandemic. He's over in Colorado. We were asked to come on to the Buffalo Show to discuss the business of pinball, a really interesting discussion about operating games on location and kind of the ins and outs of pinball distribution. Both Comet Pinball and Flippin' Out Pinball are sponsors of the Buffalo program, so uh, we all came together and talked uh, more of a... Very serious kind of discussion about what the pandemic has done, where we're at now, where we're going in the future, uh, the pluses and minuses of both respective uh, businesses and and positions in the industry. And I, I would highly recommend it, not only because mm. I was in it, but it was, a, it was a really good program. We need more of that kind of stuff out there. And during that broadcast, I probably said some things that were pretty, pretty strong Um So you guys will like that. I probably said some stupid stuff in which I'll have to correct, but we kind of like last week. I said something I have to make a correction this week. (gasps) Remember listener, when I was talking about Barry Engler leaving um, JJP and, and running parts and stuff over at American pinball. They remember. I got it wrong. Member berries. They were spoiled. Member berries were rotten on that one. Barry Engler is not running the service department like he did in the past. He's actually, his title is now Senior Production Manager. So he's he's in the production oh, side of things. Hmm. So I guess Dave Brennan is safe for now. Woo. Okay.
1: Whew. Everyone was worried because Dave's very popular.
0: I know. I love me some Brennan. Speaking of American Pinball, they added a new designer because they were desperately in need of one, of course. Mm, <laughs> Barry, yes. Barry Ausler yes. added to the team as a game designer over in American Pinball. That's another deep root take. That's right. His next game is slated to be released in twenty twenty eight. So,
1: so American Pinball now has Steve Bowden, Barry Ausler, and Dennis Nordman,
0: who are all associated with Deep Root Pinball, as well as the they said Riot Pinball probably make another game for him. So I, I don't know what Barry. It's kind of perplexing, almost like the JJP thing where they've got four designers and it's like well one every two years means that each designer is going to get eight years like i don't i it's a it's yeah, a head scratch they
1: seem a little top heavy on designers and by a little i mean tremendously
0: that's right but i'm all about some barry osler i like his games so uh, anytime he can put some more work into the industry uh, i'm game i'm ready for it i'm waiting for dave fix to come out and say he's going to design a pen <laughs> really follow that robert mueller track
1: I'm waiting for them to actually accomplish the uh, release schedule that he's been saying.
0: I think that's a fair request. I think I'm always fair. Mm, That's fair. The second annual pinball industry awards. You're tired of hearing about it yet, listener? They are. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it much, but it, it was nice to see some of the recipients of the crystals on social media sharing some photos of their glass. Zombie Yeti was sharing uh, some kind words to the industry. I mean, he had a, on TPM. a lot of
1: people respond because, of course, he's basically worshipped at this point. Is he not worthy of that worship? Well, you know, I'm not worship saying worthy? that it's it's full on cult like, but oh. I get an impression that if I were like in person talking to you and Zombie Yeti came up, I would have to cover my heart. Oh, I, as a topic. because
0: you'd be all like.
1: Hold like, that thought, oh, Dennis. Bullerum. Bullerum. Zombie-um. No, I mean, mean... It's uh, a Temple of Doom reference for those that don't know. Now,
0: me talking. and JP are tight. I'd, I'd give him the, the cool head nod. Sup, bro? Yeah, I'd play it off cool, you know. The zombie Yeti sharing some love. Dennis Kreisel sharing some love. That was a pretty trophy you had there. They're so heavy. Do you have it on your mantle? I have
1: it, uh, no. not. I have a shelf. Sorry, well, I have a part in my game room that functions as a shelf. And that's where I put my pinball trophies and stuff. Mm. So,
0: Did it share the pillow at least one night? No. Damn it. I'd get
1: poked. It's got a pokey poke. <laughs> it's part. very
0: pokey, isn't it? It
1: would poke my eye out. It's <laughs> it be, be a Christmas story, but I wouldn't be able to enjoy it when they finally released that game because I'd have no depth perception anymore.
0: <laughs> you poke your eye out, kid. Poke. Mike Vinicor also showing some love.
1: Mm. With, uh, his- I haven't seen that one.
0: Yep, he was. He did all the lighting on Led Zeppelin, uh, the expression lighting.
1: That's system. right. One of the few uh, wins over Godzilla, deservedly
0: so, in mm-hmm. my view. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot of love there. Probably more to come. Uh, it, it was fun because I did. I wanted to save on shipping, so I sent a dozen or so of those. Uh, we went up to Chicago, dropped off the crystals at the Stern Pinball Factory last Tuesday, and I went and handed it uh, to my buddy up there who works at Stern. And they weren't expecting a, a oh. box of crystals to wait. <laughs> you should have seen his face. He like took it. He was like, no, I, I, can, I can handle it. handle." I was like, all right, here you go. He's like, oh, God. He sat it down very quick. Wow.
1: So this was Jody Dankberg?
0: It was not Jody. Oh. It was not Jody. That was my guess. Jody may have been there. This was Ryan. Ryan with parts. Parts department. Oh, parts Ryan. Yeah. Yep. He's uh, responsible for running all the, all the parts and accessories. And got to stay close with my topper guy there. Yeah, we delivered that. Real fun story, though. So quickly, we kind of had a buddy with me. So we looked around the place. Everybody was gone. It was like 6.37 at night. And uh, sorry, Ryan, if you're getting in trouble because of this. But so we were, you know, just perusing through the, the different factory and, and whatnot. And nobody was there. Uh, the motion lights had to come on whenever you were in certain areas. But then I heard some sound. Almost the sound of a, a twenty-one twelve. I, I, I got the uh, I got some Bastille. Uh, I, I heard Rush, and I'm like, where is that coming from? And there he was, surrounded by like twelve Rush LEs. all the hoods up. He was tinkering around. Legendary designer John Borg. Oh, after hours, just sitting there, just working away, trying to you know trying to tweak things. And try, I thought, damn, that guy's cool. Like, that is so nice. What was that, a Tuesday? Tuesday night, like 7 o'clock. There he was, just working away. Big old smile on his face. We chatted for a little bit. He was just, he was loving life. And I thought, man, that's that's good stuff right there. Seeing Borgie out there working when he doesn't have to. Maybe he came in late that day. I don't know. Elliot Eisman was there, too. I didn't get to say hi to him. Elliot, I love your engineering. You don't get enough love. Poor Elliot. When are the engineers going to get the love they deserve? Uh, Harrison never. Drake. I mean, come on, I people. Mean, Those are people, the household names we need to be talking about. People already
1: struggle remembering the names of the designer, artist, and, and software
0: rules folks. So, you know, I think the brain just doesn't want to remember that many names. To me, Harrison Drake is the Scotty Pippen. You got Michael Jordan, Keith Elwin, you know, with his big old cape that covers up everything. But damn it, Rick Nagel and Harrison Drake are people too. Do you this thing as the greatest of all time, this Godzilla? Well, it wasn't just Keithy. Trying to think if he's a goat, what would they be? Sheep? No, that's a negative. A lamb chop. Lamb chop. No, no.
1: Lamb chop. The puppet. I'm a lamb chop. Oh. Cho- I don't even remember what lamb chop sounds like. Never mind.
0: This is a song Ugh. that never ends. Oh, man. I grew up on lamb chop. I know all about lamb chop. Enough, now that song is going to be stuck in my head. And listener, I, I missed the last couple weeks here to talk about uh, the announcement of. Multimorphic's Flipper Foxtrot Rhythm Explosion now available uh, for sale. Uh, I guess a... It's a third-party
1: game that doesn't require a new
0: module, so it's a downloadable game. A downloadable game. If you have the relevant module. And this is from Nick Baldridge from the Bingo Podcast, I think.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember the full name of the podcast. Uh, and pinball I, Bingo I,
0: Podcast. It's so long. I can't,
1: it's, like, it's like the EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast, I think.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, this game is a rhythm based game, kind of like your dance dance revolution, but for pinball, I think, and 27 different tracks, five unique difficulties. Do you know much about this game? I mean, I haven't played it. So, uh, only basically what was read a little bit about how
1: you're doing the rhythm, but with the buttons and then if certain things happen, the ball comes into play and then you need to try and, and deal with the pinball aspect. So it's, a, yeah, it's got like a video game element
0: and a pinball element to it. Okay, and you're using the flipper buttons as kind of the steps too, aren't you? Yeah, I think so.
1: See, there, I'm I'm more familiar with rhythm games where you do use the controller for your steps. So, mm, yes. to me, it's that's what I think of is uh, along those lines. Because I, I'm trying to think if I, I've never like gone to an arcade and played DDR on the you know big pad and everything. Man, now I'll Nick has that stuff. That. Like he has a whole DDR setup.
0: Oh, because that makes sense. Why he was interested in this. You guys can go watch the Vada Gamma Goat, I believe, uh streamed uh, one of the first streams of this. Buffalo probably at this point, they're close to multimorphic, probably has a a stream or so. But check that out. Uh my first impressions and thoughts are it's just another additional cool thing for multimorphic, you know, owners to buy, I guess. I I mean honestly I don't I don't really get it. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say, I don't think it moves units uh, in terms of like selling P3 machines, because it's another, it's another game that isn't traditional pinball. And it's interesting because multimorphics P3 platform really allows a lot of people to be creative. And these sort of things I think are very creative for the pinball space. But what's the biggest complaint that I've heard from people that have looked at P3 is they've wanted more traditional pinball games. Now, That may be something that you just need to rely on first party development of because Mm -hmm. obviously those people that want to develop like a homebrew style and put something out on P3 are going to do what they're interested and passionate about.
0: So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I to me, some of the biggest complaints about pinball is that the games on the play field, I shouldn't be looking at the display the whole time. I don't care about Jerry Jack 27 inch displays, I don't look at it. And then they also say, I hate that damn action button. I don't know why everybody's southern. hate that action button. Uh, you you have two flippers. I got two hands. I got two flippers. I don't need that action button. This seems like the worst of both. <laughs> You've got to look at the screen, and then you're using your flipper buttons for rhythm-based stuff, but you're still also trying to flip balls at this. I, it it looks like a game that would anger me. I, hmm. Because it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to be playing well, pinball? Well, maybe you need su- to
1: take the unique difficulty level of one.
0: Yeah, I don't. I want this platform to do something. It's just, I don't know. There you go. I, sorry. But
1: if you thought that won't go over, well, wait till we talk about index.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, last episode, uh, I brought up a topic that I felt strongly about, still feel strongly about. No mm-hmm. one understands why you feel strongly, but continue. I because you know I feel strongly about pinball and
1: moving it forward. Have you ever heard, there's an expression, it has to do with with like highways, you know, they got, what are the things you drive in? What are those called? Cars? No, 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 no. And you keep the cars in what? A garage?
0: On a highway. On a, hi- on a highway. Stay yes. in your lane? <gasps> oh, you know it. Oh, okay. You stay in your lane. You know it. Yeah, but what wow. if, again, the peacock, wow. man, there's no lanes where I fly. <laughs> Has, well, we're going, we don't need lanes. But when the
1: peacock flies into an alligator's mouth, why is it shocked <laughs> when it gets bit?
0: Oh, uh, so You're people, like, that swamp is mine. And the, and the alligators are all like, nope. I was simply bringing up things that I thought were simply. of interest uh, to the in-disc coverage and the way tournament pinball in general is not only played, and, and performed based on rules for, but consumed. And I knew I'd get a strong reaction from the public. And I have many, I will say many, Dennis, many supportive of my statements. No. Yes. Yeah. And There's a lot of people. Percentage-wise, it was minuscule. I saw, Miniscule. at least publicly, the
1: outpouring of hate. <laughs> it was
0: an 80-20. I'll take it. <laughs> 20
1: yeah. is being generous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Give me 10. i I'm five. Give me 1%. Maybe, maybe 10.
1: Maybe 10. Uh, you know, the non-tournament people who replied to you may have, some of them may have agreed with
0: you. The thing is, and I've said it before, Dennis, you know, prior to any awards yes, we may happens have earned. to
1: us every year. I say <sighs> us because and then I get messages like, why didn't you stop him?
0: Mm. Like,
1: well, I wasn't there.
0: Sometimes pioneers, they... You know they run into these struggles uh, on their quest and journey to help a whole industry, and it happens. And we just we got to take the chips on our shoulders, and we got to know that you all mean well when you come at me negatively, saying I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, they they all meant well. They did not they mean don't. well. Yeah, uh, no, I even think they the, meant fairly well. Even our closest well, people, twenty percent well <laughs> within the Discord channel, they were woof the the most active. Of the, of the individuals were, I think probably within our own team. (laughs) Shut up, Zach. There were a lot of
1: TPN participants that uh, play in tournament pinball. In fact, I would say Raymond Davidson might've been the kindest one to you. He's such a sweetheart. He gets it. But (laughs) but, I mean, so here's the, I swear we had this discussion before, but, but here's the thing. So I get it, Zach. I get it. See, I'm I'm an understanding really? person. Really? Okay. Yes. I like this. Yes. In fact, I I think I was one of the more tame ones. Probably because I missed most of the discussion. I just came in at the end and and threw some You're because
0: like, I'm not going to read that.
1: Well, they're two because they're two pieces. Because the way the discussion And obviously people don't haven't seen everything we're talking about, they can only go off of what you said and what they might have seen on places like Pennside. Mm-hmm. So, in my view, some of the individuals are. Overly crediting – there are two pieces. There's the piece you mostly focused on and then part of our discussion kind of delved into what makes the – what's the growth of streaming? What's the growth of watching tournaments? Mm -hmm. And I think some people are giving a little too much credit to things like production of like camera quality and stuff and Mm -hmm. not really thinking – like most streamers in my view – and maybe I'm wrong, but I think – uh, is a good case in point of like jack danger for example it's the personality that drives a lot of that and that's something you have emphasized about like commentary at tournaments about the importance of having interesting personalities having the discussions mm-hmm. that's where i think you have a good point okay the problem is well, build in my view and, and i think in the view of most that responded is despite your your purported passion for pinball which i think is genuine despite my nose cut off my face or
0: was no, off my-
1: you you don't and have never sought to understand the tournament player perspective oh, here so you go. go in bull in a china shop talking all about the growth of of pinball turn like why why would that even need to be their agenda like they're there to play and have fun you seem completely dismissive about it mm-hmm. and instead you're just like this is what we need to do to get more people to watch it's like, do you even know if most of those people care how many people watch?
0: The strong take I had to our Discord channel was, I don't care what the players think and what the players want. I don't right. care. You don't. No, I and, don't.
1: And the thing is, I think to most, though many of them did not That's articulate- not a personal it. thing. They did not. No, I get that. But I think they did not articulate this as well as I'm going to. And that is, if you don't care what the players think- then why would they continue to play tournament pinball if we were to implement your reforms?
0: Because people want things that they don't know they want until they're presented to them. It's almost like I'm <laughs> oh, I'm looking I'm looking oh, out for these. I love it only because players. of how
1: patronizing it is.
0: Yes, you know I'm I'm looking out for them. I can see I'm like the great eye of Saron, and you know they're they're feeble-minded, at times selfish hobbits that aren't seeing the forest through the trees. Man, that was a perfect reference. Whew, fucking sack. Nailed it. As a quick recap for those listeners in here, I was basically saying the in-disc finals were awesome and it was highly viewed and the commentary was awesome. The production level was awesome. It had a lot going for it. It's probably and arguably one of the biggest representations of competitive pinball that you're going to see throughout the entire year. However, the finals, the Super Bowl, the Grand Slam, the final four people that were competing against three pinball machines, those th- three pinball machines were not relevant they were old, they were unbalanced, and they are games in general, Mystery Castle, that people that just dive into this, what is this pinball stuff, they're not gonna be able to play. They can't purchase. They were shit games, and I think having that as the grand finale is a poor way to push pinball forward. And if I'm a if I'm a sponsor of this program, i.e. American Pinball, Stern Pinball. I would damn well have some kind of agreement that you can have all the shit games you want because that's what makes Indisc special. God, I'm going to puke if I hear that again. That's what makes Indies special. It's not a tournament. I'm not asking to have these awesome new games throughout the tournament, for God's sakes, ba- being more balanced than some of these shit got leaps they put in there. You can have your little eclectic, you know, West Coast, oh, everything's funky, hipstery, and cool. That's fine. Have it. But during that final game, when we have the most exposure and the most ability, Dennis and listener, to kind of recap and and have one segment to put on a grander scale, whether it be ESPN or another news outlet... Can we not have something a little bit more relevant that people can say, hey, I can identify with uh, Avengers Infinity Quest or I can identify with Stranger Things or some type of intellectual property that has the capacity to actually pull people in instead of pushing them away whenever some of the best players in the world are trapping up on an old Alvin G game that nobody gives two shits about? That was a quick recap as to what my argument was and uh the blowback i received was you don't know competitive pinball maybe maybe if you played in a tournament you'd understand maybe
1: i think you, at this point i don't even advocate that you do it because i think you're so set that your opinion's right that you'd refuse to change it even in the face of playing so <laughs> i don't see the reason for you to waste your money
2: what
0: the fuck is it going down to the local watering hole and playing a game in a tournament gonna make me see different that will change nothing because well, the only thing that would,
1: in my view, would be whether or not you actually got into playing tournament pinball. That's really what it would come down to. Because if you and if doing it wouldn't change that stance, then I really don't think your views would change. But like, and for those that I mean, and I think your recap was very good okay. about okay. basically how you're, you know, what you what you argued for and what you argued against. I'm
0: poking the bear again. Just sure, sure, just of to, course, yeah, but exaggerating. But
1: the and where I think it frustrates tournament people is just like well. Like if you're going in and you're, you're doing placements, you're doing qualifying, whatever, for the, however the tournaments are set up. So, you know, and different tournaments are different ways, of course, but it's like one of the core tenets in many of these things is what's the value of being well-seeded, you know, being, going into these things, having being rewarded for your victories, being Mm -hmm. rewarded for your good qualifying it's driving the bus. Mm -hmm. But Zach's solution is once we get to finals, there is no bus anymore. You're on rails. Absolutely. It's a train Absolutely. and your rails are going to take you to mm-hmm. everything that flipping out pinball sells.
0: Mm, I could see somebody's argument there.
1: Then the and the other item that they raised with you as a concern, which I think is legitimate is how many randos out there who don't know anything about pinball stumble into a tournament stream during finals and go, oh gosh, this could have looked cool, but I saw mystery castle. I guess I'm not interested anymore the consumption of streamed pinball in a tournament setting which quite frankly outside of tournaments I think is pretty dang boring to watch is in terms of if you're not into tournaments I just don't see why you would watch it
2: I it's, do the audience yeah. is
1: small. We saw people in our TPN Discord praising that it had a thousand concurrent viewers. do mm-hmm. you know how small that is how small fry that is uh, yes, I do. It's shocking that people – I get it because I've streamed pinball before. I do get why it's exciting to see that number in pinball. But you got to understand like D tier video games played by not that great players break those numbers. So it's just not – But my argument is – It's not enough to do – your whole reform thing doesn't make any sense from a tournament player's perspective because you're asking them to sacrifice all of their fun – for people who aren't even going to be there to watch
0: such a blanket statement number one no it's you have to start somewhere that would be my argument just because it's not getting the numbers now doesn't mean you shouldn't continue to pursue that's number one number two so the pinball players can't enjoy the way oh they've enjoyed three days worth of competition the way they want it No, and
1: you want to change it at the end? I mean, think about that. that. The tournament all the way up to then was playing in all eras, and now the finals are going to be decided on long-ass playing Stearns?
0: And see, that's the other argument that's just total bullshit. What makes an older game shorter playing than the newer game? It just means that you haven't adjusted it well enough to make it more competitive. That's all, and well, what that, you see. And if you were, if you were a tournament player, you would
1: know the frustrations and complaints that many, not all, but many tournament players have with brutalizing games to the degree that they are now no longer fun to play because you can't accomplish anything. like why would you go here? in and make Lord of the Rings play where you get less than a minute of ball? It sucks. Mm-hmm. No one wants to play it because you can't accomplish anything at that
0: point. The other thing to counter your argument is then you're going to just wait to the finals and. Then you're going to change it and there is no more bus. The bus is in the repo station. Yes. If you've got the four greatest players, of that whole damn place, when it comes to the finals, I'm pretty sure they're good enough to adapt. Like, It's,
1: it's not it's not necessarily that about adapting, but let's, let's go back to it. Let's just take a, I mean, it could be any tournament, but let's say hypothetically that you're, because many of these tournaments work on this, where you have, let's say, unlimited uh, qualifying and you pay for your ticket. Okay. You know, and I, I don't remember the exact model pump, that Indus no? does. I think, well, I like a pump and dump. I think Indes does all an entire, I don't even remember, they do the old Papa system or not. It mm-hmm. doesn't, I don't
0: want to speak out you of turn. You get your tickets but, and cards and but stuff. But yeah. if you're
1: not getting a reward for being number one, you're asking them to sacrifice their own prize pools.
0: Well, what do they win whenever they they win this whole thing? Do they- do they take home anything, or do they just go home with the medal?
1: In most of, in most tournaments, there's at least cash, mm-hmm. and then
0: there might be a pinball machine if it's
1: sponsored. I'm but, being facetious. But, but what about the same disc? One it's, they take home the prize pool. Well, the bulk of it goes to the first player. What was the end
0: disc? What do you win as the end disc champion?
1: Again, I don't know. I don't care enough to have gone and looked. What a their new Stern
0: were. Premium pinball machine.
1: Do they not win money as well?
0: They might win money, but. Price pools were big. A new but Stern premium, $9,000. You know that a lot of times machine.
1: they don't take home the pen, right? You do sure, understand sure, that they yeah. sell it.
0: Cash it in, yeah. The point being, I'm saying if you, you can't can get you're a brand new pen, you are making machine. proposals
1: that are going to cost them thousands of dollars in entries because people are like, it doesn't matter if I'm first or eighth, I'm going to be stuck playing rush.
0: See, I don't think it'd affect anything because most people don't mm-hmm. think they're going to get into the finals of the finals of the finals.
1: But we're talking about the best of the best and the best of the best. No, ask Raymond, ask him. Yeah, he, I would, would ask he, Raymond. Does he want to be and able to pick which games he gets to
0: play? His ass That's would they play still for, be at that tournament. That much. They, all four of those players would still be that in, in that tournament if they couldn't pick, if they were in first place in the last finals. That's how much these players want to compete. The selection Nobody can tell determines me whether
1: they'll win. What do you mean? There are games where someone like a Tim Sexton or Raymond Davidson know they have a better shot against Keith Elwin on than others. Mm -hmm. They want the right to pick those games. But you're going in saying, well, the only thing in finals will be the games Elwin designed.
0: No, it doesn't have to be that. Just relevant games that people can play. I'm I'm
1: using some hyperbole here to, to, to overemphasize my point. But you're going in saying, again, and logically from a quote unquote sport perspective, it doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, to I think to an outsider for you to argue, it's fine if you're qualifying on classics and system 11s and stuff. But once you get to the finals, the landscape's totally different now.
0: All I said was I want relevant games. There are some system 11s that are very relevant. Then, play, there are then, EMs that then are very you should relevant.
1: love Pinball Expo with its Sternament tournament, which is one of the worst high-level tournaments that there is.
0: I'm not saying every game has to be that. I'm just saying maybe one game be a new Stern. Maybe one game. My
1: understanding is there were new stearns there. People just
0: didn't choose them. Yeah, they shouldn't have that option of choosing. If they can't choose something that's for the the greater good of the industry? I, I, I see no. what you're saying, but I
1: don't think you're actually going to really advance the industry that much with these modifications that you're proposing, but you'll definitely piss off the I mean, Pinball tournaments are so unwatchable as it is. You'd have to dramatically reform the game to make them like on a truly comp- like big bucks competitive agree. level.
0: Completely so, agree. But so
1: I just don't think that it makes sense to focus that
0: way. Staying stagnant and doing nothing. You've already got data for that, and how well is that working for you? It's not
1: tournament, but tournaments. They see it from the success of the tournament, and the tournaments are becoming more popular. More people are signing up for tournaments, and more people are playing. So from their perspective, it's working just fine at a
0: snail's pace. Wonderful. But
1: they can only hold so much capacity. I mean, remember, look at, look at when we had Pinberg. The limiting factor was the number of games. There were. It's easy enough to design a tournament that can easily hit the level that your games can support. You can't, this can't grow ad infinitum. We don't have enough product and enough space to be, and enough coordinators to do it.
0: Tell me this, Dennis. Hypothetical scenario here. If I had a tournament once a year, it's known as the biggest pinball tournament of the entire year. And the winner takes home $100,000. Do you think that player is going to be concerned if in the last set of games, or if they make it into that final championship round, that they can no longer pick what game that they uh, want to play as the bus driver? I Do you think, think, they, could, you think if, they could overlook that for a $100,000 prize sure. pool?
1: I think if you went in and said, here's a tournament, here are the rules, there will be no bus driving, and the grand prize is $100,000, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Okay. But you can't do that. That's you can't my deliver point. it. You can't Bullshit. deliver it. Bullshit.
0: The only way we can deliver is if we if we compromise who certain be, things.
1: Who would be stupid enough to give a hundred thousand dollars for a pinball tournament as a reward? You would ne- there's the back end value uh, as a sponsor of that is you'd never get enough out of it. You'd right be, now, you'd be no, a bad business person. But if
0: we push forward progressively no. to get to that no. point, we could yeah. get there. This yeah. current model yeah. will not get there. No. Mm. No. What do you think about that, listeners? Your model won't get it there either. It
1: will never get Talk about get there. doubling
0: down. My ass will triple down on this shit. I know you will because you
1: want to be right, but it's, it's the, right. logistically, this is not going to happen. Pinball will never be that big.
0: And the execs and marketing over at Stern Pinball, I love and respect you guys. What the hell? You're giving these people money and shit? If you're going to sponsor the thing, I would be driving home, hey, you need to have my product in the finals.
1: This is just not where the energy should be focused. You're coming up with these weird hypotheticals that we require a play. I mean, look at all the growth we've had in pinball in terms of collectors, location players, term, all of it. And all why combined. is that? And no, uh, that's not, I'm not, quit interrupting with your dumb questions. We're going through my point. And my point is, even after all this time, we think about this huge resurgence, which I think you and I have both agreed we would kind of credit to back to 2012. We still only okay. have one truly serious manufacturer in play here. Okay, That part needs to be solved first before you start obsessing over the best way to get exposure for the broad audience at tournaments. We can't even get the production right. Okay. We've got companies yeah. promising two to three games a year that struggle to even do one. I agree. They struggled before the pandemic, and they struggle still here at the end of it. It's just we've got other problems. we got bigger problems, Zach, than you trying to, quote-unquote, fix tournaments.
0: Hmm. <sighs> You made a really good point, and then we'll get off this. Huh. There's so many stupid responses that I've received in reference to this. Idiotic, hyperbole, taking things out of context. It was fun to argue because it was so logical. But you brought up a good point, and you said, why does the tournament player, if they enjoy doing what they're doing, why should they have to compromise that for the greater good? Maybe they just want to play in a pinball tournament, and th- that one's hard to refute.
1: Um, And that was my, you had mentioned, this was in a discussion uh, where you'd mentioned called them selfish. Yes. And it's like, but, but that's how all tournaments and everything, like that's, they do it for them. Mm -hmm. So, so to me it was, you're not wrong in saying it's selfish, but that's how, that's the only reason anyone would do something like a tournament. It was for selfish reasons, for your own personal enjoyment. That's why I play. And I
0: simply use that term. As a,
1: oh yeah, no. I and yeah. you clarified that you weren't trying to be demeaning, but you were trying to think about the greater good. But I don't, because I, I kept like,
0: being told you can't, you can't speak because you don't know because you've never played in a tournament, and I think that's the loosest, most belligerent argument that I've ever heard.
1: I I think you can. I don't think you have to have done something in order to speak. And I think I've 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 mentioned that before when you've gotten in hot water on these topics, but. Because you don't have the experience, there seem to be certain aspects to the player enjoyment side that you don't factor in. And I think you you do a bunch of changes where the like the the top players are like, I won't have any control. But I don't know if they all play still. Maybe because they're so good. But what about the ones that are just a little bit? You know, it's just that's not how tournaments work because it's not fun for people. There's all sorts of changes I'd love to do to tournaments personally, but and we discuss those locally in the Kansas City area. But I often have to point out, hey. I don't like this and this and this because it inconveniences me or I you know, philosophically don't like this approach. But I understand you guys have chosen to do it this way because more players like it this way than Dennis's way. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. And so. the
0: one question during all, our, all of our discussion behind the scenes and publicly in the different forums, the one question that nobody will answer is, okay, you guys are arguing for Mystery Castle. So you're telling me Mystery Castle is a great representation and a well balanced game for the final round championship of a large major tournament? Nobody will answer that, and I think I know why.
1: I don't. I thought it was weird that someone who owns Popeye is criticizing Mystery Castle, but I didn't bring that up. <laughs>
0: Love you, Barry. I'm even scared to go into this segment right now. we got people surrounding the building right now. They've upgraded from pitchforks to spades. Is is that a garden tool? Still a spade? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys are going to have to wait because I know you poo-poo my opinions and my thoughts on progressing this industry into something I'd like to refer to as a Pinball Holy Land. That's fine if you don't want to come with me. The pearly gates are open. I'm going to win you back with none other than your love of everything Pinball Show and Pinball Market Trends. Yeah, i won them back. Their hearts are full again, Dennis. I um, tournament players have long memories, but maybe. Maybe. Aww. You can stack and multiply this market trends. It's great. Trending up this week is the Chicago Gaming Company Remakes. Mm. These things are hot again. I don't know if it's because Cactus Canyon is about to come out and people are trying to collect them all, but right now Alien, Monster Bash, and Medieval Madness are added again. Remember Alien? The- yeah, I remember when the Royals were going for like 20000 Now we are seeing the SEs, the special edition. Not even the LEs, but the SEs jumping up into the 12, dollars 14, even $15,000 ranges. Some of these are new in box, but still my point holds true. Training up are the remakes. You can't beat that type of fun. Lord knows if we put that in the finals. Oh, geez. <laughs> Don't want to put that in the final. Too many people know what that game is, actually. It's too enjoyable we don't want enjoyable. Stuff. I'll get off this. I'll get off this soapbox. CGC remakes are up right now. If you guys are looking for one, don't overpay. I'd wait till Cactus Canyon comes out. Some people are going to jump ship on all the other stuff, so hold. On. But then again, I just bought an MMR and a attack from Mars, but you you get you get my drift on that. Trending up is that, they're going to be high right now. I've seen recently, Dennis, even when it comes to these toppers, I've seen a couple LE toppers go on sale. I think the Ellie owners of like, um, not Medieval Madness, because you could have bought that as an accessory piece, the King of Pain topper, but the Attack for Mars, LE topper, the bouncing alien, and the Medieval Madness custom molded the band, if you will. Can you believe the Ellie owners are like, well, shit, this market's that high? I want to cash out on this topper. I don't need this topper. Can you imagine getting rid of that piece if you had an Ellie? Oh, yeah. Really? You would consider it?
1: I mean, I don't even know if that piece would fit under where my ceiling is for my games. So. Oh, I see. The Walking Dead one actually can scrape the ceiling, so I had to take it off.
0: Yeah, the going rate for a CGC LE topper of Attack from Mars or Monster Bash. Any guess, Dennis, what the going rate is for one of those yeah, toppers? 3000 3000 would be a steal. If you guys have a $3,000 Alien or Monster Bash topper, uh, email me at the Pinball Network at gmail.com. I'll be happy to purchase that. $5,000 five thousand dollars for each oh one of those if gosh. i if i had an attack from no earth topper five thousand dollars i would sell it before this program's over that's what it is also training up this week is a, another unobtainium topper at this point iron maiden the game not the topper if it comes with the topper that's a, and a bonus but iron maiden the game i told you guys weeks back they're not going to make this in 2022 so be on the lookout for these i didn't think they would increase this quick but yeah, with people like Flippin' out trying to sell the damn things, uh, Iron Maiden is on the up and up. I recently seen an LE, new in box. Who in the hell sells a new in box LE? They posted it for a, a remarkable $27,000, which I thought was preposterous. And then the next day it was marked as sold. Now, I don't know if they got the 27,000. Yeah, gonna, maybe it was an Iron Maiden 40th. <laughs> An LE, new in box, 27K marked sold. Even if it went for 25, yowzers. It makes you wonder how much the premiums, we're seeing those go for listing for 13 now. It's used, Dennis, used premiums. Yeah. It's very regular now to see a used Stern premium of a highly sought after game, $12,000. That's that's normal and typical now, $12,000. Wow, these prices are getting insane for me even. Makes it hard to run a business too. Anytime you list something like that, you
1: will just have to quit taking in games on trade.
0: No shit. Damn. I gotta show my receipts. (laughs) Shit, people. I brought it in for ten. I'm trying to sell it for eleven. No, they don't. No. Help a guy off. (laughs) Thousand (laughs) dollars. Also trending up this week is a TV series that I fell in love with, so much so that, you know what went back in the bullpen besides David Dennis? Uh, Ozark went in the bullpen for now, and so did Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett in the bullpen. For one show and one show only, I cannot recommend this thing enough. Thank you, Greg Bone, for making me push through the first two episodes. It's The Witcher. (laughs) Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh Valley of Plenty. The Witcher is some of the greatest television that I have seen. It is dynamic. It is original. It is. The writing is. Some of it is hokey. Uh, the first couple episodes, you're like, shit, am I really getting stuck in a CW television show? I do not want this. But no, push through and you're going to find yourself one of the most captivating. Well, one of the great character development uh, group of people. I, I I like horror films, Dennis. Uh, you, you like horror you films as well. Right? That's why you love your Halloween. I love horror films, but I don't get scared. They, no. Horror films don't really scare They're me. are dead inside, right? right? Right, I'm a tough. Yeah. I'm a tough, hairy chested man. Five hairs. I don't get scared. There there were a couple moments. I like to call them, you know, moments. There a couple yes. moments so dwight Sullivan <laughs> was helping create
1: the <laughs> winter tv series there's
0: a there's a couple streaming moments here that were some of the most jarring and truly horrific scary television i've seen in a long long time really mm. really well done series here and uh yeah i thought it was going to be hokey bullshit we got henry cavill that's in it and can't say enough about him he's kind of hidden He's the main feature, but it doesn't look like him. Oh. That's why they, you know, that's what they say. It's the Gilmore Girls with swords. It's a, I, it, and it's, it's kind of romance. It's a romance. It's an action. This is your show. This has your name written all over it. I'm going to have to get you a Netflix subscription so you can watch this because your hard-headed ass won't ever subscribe. The Witcher. Emails at thepinballnetwork@gmail.com if you've been watching The Witcher and you agree or disagree. Just be careful because if you disagree... I'll prove you you're wrong.
1: We'll talk about Mystery Castle
0: some more. That's right. You like Mystery Castle? <laughs> we don't want to hear about Man, it. if I could train anything down, I'd be mystery. I've never heard Castle. such
1: crapping on Alvin G in all my life.
0: Uh, I can anybody really make three games? Jeez.
1: Yeah, that's why normally people don't criticize that. Actually, I think most of the reason when you were asking people whether or not it was a well balanced game is that they didn't answer because they don't know. Exactly. No one's, played it.
0: Mm. no one's played it. It's a mystery. Man, Jeff, Jeff Teolis was throwing some punches. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's tough. You go with the ring. You go in the ring with a Jeff Teolis, You better be prepared. He will put on the gloves. He will come swinging. That's what I love about that man. Yeah, if I could trend down Mystery Castle anymore, I would. But trending down this week is Yegpin. No. Oh No, oh no, another competition. Oh gosh, guys, <laughs> plug your ears. Gosh, I'm going to be banned from these conventions. And this isn't a this isn't a naughty one I'm not being mean to young Pen. they had some troubles this last week as they opened up ticket sales for their uh, annual tournament
1: yeah too much demand
0: too much demand shut down the servers or something and they had to postpone buying yegg Pen tournament tickets i believe that's what it was right
1: yeah and I think they said something like I within a week or so it sounded like Two they' were gonna take weeks. a few days because there were well there were some system issues that they needed to sort out so they acknowledged I think pretty quickly and put out a statement that it wasn't going to be like they weren't going to get it back up this day mm. the day it went down so
0: so all the preparation they could have done they still people wanted in there and they jumped in there like a Pinburg ticket and shut it all down
1: yeah ever since Pinburg went away there are these other tournaments that are kind of now experiencing these these rapid sale surges as people mm-hmm. are desperate to not be waitlisted so they're trying really hard to get on as soon as possible sure
0: so Yegpen, I've I've heard great things about Yegpen, and at some point would like to cross the border and visit. But um, yeah, so they ran into some troubles. Uh, we feel their feel their pain. Hate to see that happen uh, to the group up there because I've heard they run a good program. But uh, hopefully we'll get those ticket sales back up, and everybody can get them that wants to go, and all will be well. But for now, that poor server is trending down. All's trending down this week. It- this doesn't really fit anywhere into market trends and doesn't really fit anywhere into the news. So don't do it. Didn't know where to put it, so uh, I'm going to put it here. Trending down, for many of you, is Star Wars Episode One. Hell, it's the Pinball 2000, the uh, new operating system that was Pinball 2000 in general. It changed a lot of things on that game. of uh, What was going to go for it, it was Bally Williams. So you guys would trend this down. But I am here to trend you down. That's right, I'm gonna trend you down because you guys lied to me. You had me convinced that Pinball 2000 was the reason that Bally Williams went under. You had me convinced that Star Wars Episode One was a shit game. You had me convinced of all of these things and I blindly took the bait. I was guilty of it and I'm here to admit that. Usually I'm, you know, as I said, the, the true pioneer and the true leader uh, of of the pinball people and I have to convince you guys over years that I'm right, but you guys had me on this one and you're training down because of it, because I've recently picked up a pinball 2000 combo, right? We had it, we have it for sale revenge from Mars, star Wars episode one. And I've got to tell you, this is a fascinating device, a wonderfully crafted machine ahead of its time. Absolutely. But I think a lot of people, Dennis nowadays, when they shit on this game, and in particular, Star Wars Episode One, they're getting hung up on the remarks of yesteryears. I truly think that. I think it's the fun thing to do. I think it's the Popeye. I think it's the Rick and Morty. I think it's all of these games like Stranger Things and The Hobbit that you guys all shat on, and you shat on not because you've actually played them and understood them. It's because your, your fellow pinhead was shatting on them as well. I'm here to tell you you guys are wrong. Pinball 2000 is not only great, but Star Wars Episode 1 is beautiful. It is jam packed and loaded. Although symmetrical, the layout is superb. And until you get to that final wizard mode, please tell me it's a shit game. Dennis, do you have any time on Star Wars Episode 1? I do. Tell me how horrible it is. It's bad. Why is it bad? It's uh, too easy
1: would probably be my biggest complaint yeah the layout is incredibly forgiving mm-hmm. uh, revenge from Mars is a far better game uh, pinball 2000 is a nice system but uh, star wars episode one is not a fun game
0: not a fun game
1: it's a really long player i've played it at numerous shows i've always found it overly easy and wanted to walk away i'd mostly compare it to south park actually except south park earns money on location so at least it has value wow
0: so an easy shooter
1: I think so. Not the, it seems incredibly forgiving. I, I maybe that's just been my experience, but I played it multiple times, multiple no, I'm assuming different ones. But, uh, and
0: anyway. it was designed as to to be a more approachable shooter.
1: I, I get. I mean, I just Revenge from Mars. I think is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wouldn't mind having a Revenge from Mars. It's not a game I'm in the market for, but I mean, I wouldn't mind having it. Uh, Star Wars Episode One. Setting aside anything about the movie itself, which of course has been more disliked over time really mm-hmm. uh other than the initial excitement when it came out uh yeah it's just how it plays it's just okay. it's it's super i mean it's an inc- it's a fan layout where you can do a lot of the same shots and make progress yeah. uh it's just yeah it's just there have been better far better fan layouts executed than that game it's just not it's just I not
0: great I, when you say easy you mean easy shooter because the the rules themselves to get to that final wizard mode, I I don't know a lot of people that could do that.
1: Sure. And I've not been to the final wizard mode, so uh, per you, I don't have any uh, place to really speak on that, on a, having an opinion on it. But then again, I don't take orders from people that judge tournaments without playing in them, so.
0: Mm. Yeah. you got to play in tournaments to know if games are good now. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's bullshit, people. I hope you get a mystery castle on trade and then learn to love it. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to take a mystery castle in on trade. It ain't never going to happen. I hope. I hope it's your new Pinball Bounty. Pew pew. But I am glad I took a risk here on Pinball 2000. Pew pew. Star Wars Episode One, dare I say you turn off that monitor, and even the rule maybe the rules in Revenge for Mars are better. That's fine. I don't have enough time on Revenge for Mars either. But if you look at that layout, I I would argue the central feature of Star Wars Episode One way better mech than what they're doing in or what they're doing in Revenge for Mars. Revenge for Mars, you've got a pretty boring, straight up the middle. Bank of stand-up targets, which simply do nothing. And then you get a ramp flap that helps the ball fly up into the air. Okay. Well, everybody loves Attack for Mars and the the triple bank right there that comes up and comes down and then you get that feedback. And guys, that's what Star Wars Episode One has too. But what Star Wars Episode One also has is drop targets that block the ramps, which is pretty phenomenal. And a magnet that is utilized so well and nobody ever mentions how wonderful the use of that magnet is in that game. Nobody says anything about it. That's a disgrace. The beauty of that game, that game is bona fide beautiful. I don't know who the artist was, but that is a beauty of a game. As is Revenge for Mars. I don't know. I think we've sh- we've shit on this unjustly, is what I'm saying. And if there was an opportunity for a super nice home use only pinball 2000, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. And I haven't pulled the Star Wars Episode One playfield in exchange for the Revenge for Mars. It's still sitting there collecting dust. Because I'm still enjoying Star Wars. Bit of a grinder. I get that. It, it is an easier shooter. But until I beat it, mm. speaking of underloved and underappreciated, deals of the week, this week is going out to Spooky Pinball. Bye bye bye. Little game they have that's called America's Most Haunted. You ever heard of that one?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've played it a few times.
0: Training up here recently because of the uh, medicinal mods package that had the limited run and medicinal mods but visually, aesthetically, just changed that game. Love that. Can't get those anymore. But there's one on Pinside right now. Right outside of Georgia. Atlanta. ATL. Atlanta. There's only like a hundred and something plays on this thing. Listed it for trade value. $6,000. And it does have the upgraded color display. This is like a brand new game. Very rare game. Only 150 units produced, I think. $6,000? Looking for a nice Iron Man at the moment, but open to a lot of other possibilities. He's, so they're open. This is a this is a steal. This is a really good deal here. Bye bye bye. Sure, it has the ugliest bat glass known in pinball history, but it's a good game. It's a really good, underappreciated game, and for six thousand dollars, you can't buy shit. You can't even buy Stern Pro for six thousand dollars right now. And if you're willing to tinker, <laughs> take a look at this America's most haunted. No screaming goat deals this week, but I want to thank you guys again as I shared on social media for fulfilling that pinball bounty for me and getting that beautiful hep restored white water into my collection. What do you think about that, Den-Den? Yeah, it looks
1: really nice. I still can't believe you put it right next
0: to Popeye, though. Mmm, baby's first hep. Why, do why, 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 why? What's wrong with sitting next to Popeye? Yeah. They're both similar years. It's a, you look at this whole lineup
1: of like really collectible, popular hey. Williams games, and there's Popeye right there. That's your Nights. your best looking game. Circus and it's sad.
0: It's a sad museum quality Corvette. But it's your collection. You do what you want. You well, do I, you. The the chrome trim is still sitting under Popeye. I got to get a chance. I hate the the rails. Those rails, they use the putty, and you got to heat them up, and then you got to get a little a little putty knife to. I hate that. Stern's just a couple screws. Bzz, bzz, done. And as a reminder, the next pinball bounty is open for you to claim. Remember, the uh, the reward is $1,000. Or, like the individual did on Pinside, uh, threaten me and, and use me for, for a favor in the future uh, in which I will be terrified. But I'll fulfill it. I'll fulfill that bounty as well. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creech, find me a nice super minty Creech out there, people. Make it worth your while. Where else can you listen to a podcast and make a thousand bucks. Yeah, absolutely, Dennis. Couldn't have said it better myself. And as always, I'm just here to report the facts, people. Don't throw your tomatoes because numbers do not lie here on the Pinball Show's Pinball Market Trends. Well, Dennis, I hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day, my friend. Yay. And you get to spend it here with me. Yeah, it was an interesting day with no news. The podcasting partner in crime. We gonna hang out at TPF? I don't know. Now you're not getting a booth this year, are you? I'm not. I'm all wow. yours. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, you, you didn't see a point in getting
0: a booth for three days so you can sell out of Escaleras in twenty minutes. Uh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Uh. Now we had a booth, and then I just I want to hang out. I haven't hung out for three years now that we've been in the business three years at flipping That's out. That's
1: right. It's been three years, long years. I
0: just want to hang out and difficult years. Driving a truck down there for like a handful of games that yeah <laughs> I, nah. like Star Wars
1: Episode Ones. Just like why? Why would you?
0: Yeah. But no, we're just gonna have a TPM booth. I'm still finding a way, uh, Jeff Patterson. If you listen to this, I want a way. Uh, how do I get and row one of those twippies? Like I'm looking forward to the twippies. I want to sit there and. And uh, and watch those. Those are always fun. So why
1: do you want the front row?
0: (laughs) really? You're really gonna ask that question. Isn't the
1: answer just get in line early? (sighs) I don't want Oh, you're used to fast pass. Yes, I am.
0: Last time I was at the Twippies, I was in the the...
1: money solving their problems. I got to go through the
0: backstage and host the fucking thing. So no, but I still respect and love the thing enough I'd like to sit in the front row. is that too much to ask? Am I not like in in, a, in the alumni or something? Do I get nothing?
1: <sighs> yeah, I don't think. I mean, hasn't it always just been randos that get in the line first, get to be in the front row?
0: Maybe you to grease the door person or something.
1: Yeah, the the bodyguard uh, bouncer type. Yeah. Maybe they'll let you in. Huh. It's like the club.
0: Yeah, if anybody does get in the front row, please save a seat for your man. And like or claim three. your seat bounty for one thousand
1: dollars, <laughs> Sack will buy the seat from
0: you. Ooh, not for a thousand dang. Or for a favor.
1: I hope the person who bountied your Whitewater, I hope their favor is that they demand the very first pro that you get allocated. Oh. And then you'll be like, Well, but Stern says those are supposed to go to Stern locations because that's not always like that. been the excuse <laughs> I've been given. But then you have to keep your word. So you do honor the bounty. Now, and then I bond? find out and I go, That's not nice.
0: You're dead to me. Jeff, reach out to me. Let me know how I can. I mean, Jeff's got a crystal now. Maybe that will be some brownie points for us. <laughs> are you going to go to the Twippies if you go?
1: uh, Yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Maybe we can sit together.
1: I'm not planning to be in the front row.
0: <sighs> You're still so not a front row person. Are I'm going to be
1: back by the bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, where can people reach you?
1: well they can always email eclectic at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash podcast and shoot a message and those are the easiest ways to directly reach me
0: and you guys got to go follow subscribe and like uh collected gamers podcast because objectively they've been on fire lately really enjoyable program over there so go check them out if you haven't yet if you haven't just because there are no other podcasts left no, it's not, it's <laughs> does, not does it not feel proxy? like that to no, you no it well it does like feel like that to me but um well uh, actually you know what we'll jump into it right now tpn this next week Mm. we do have another final round pinball podcast the hiatus i believe may be over we got a super super bowl of ads and sponsors that was very enjoyable this last week from final round a little canadian bird told me that we're going to get another final round pinball podcast this week as well as a triple dream pinball podcast episode oh Mm. exciting yeah two heavy hitters there where you at, free play oh they're normally so good yeah
1: Amanda's been pretty busy
0: though yeah she has been she has been also coming up uh, with TPN we get the 4th annual Winter 2X Tournaments February 19th Mm. at District 82 it's going to be streamed on Fox Cities Pinball at twitch.tv slash Fox Cities Pinball always follow like and subscribe to TPN Fox city has been
1: making a big name for themselves for
0: quality tournament streaming they absolutely have maybe I can offer offer some you know
1: Yeah, you can offer some advice. Yeah.
0: I can come in there and, you know, throw a little razzle-dazzle in there. Throw some glitter in the screen. We got this. We got this. Why can't anybody give me a chance, Dennis? That's all I'm asking for. Why do I always have to build my own stages for chances? Shit. That's all I'm asking. Damn. Must I always do everything myself if I I have creativity? I just want to be asked every once in a while. That's all. (laughs) What does peacock fly? <laughs> you know, you remind me of, this is so mean. You remind me
1: of the stereotypes of those like millennials, Gen Zs, uh, like <laughs> go and apply to be CEO of a corporation. And they're like, uh, I've got a you vision. Apply? You have like you, you made fries part-time for three years while you were in <gasps> school. And they are all like, oh, because I'm a dreamer and I've got big ideas and people just need to give me a chance. And seniority doesn't mean anything. And experience is relevant as long as I have passion.
0: Question. seniority means jack shit means complacency usually let somebody fired up
1: experience can be overrated exactly i probably would want someone that had some familiarity of actually doing something hands-on so maybe you need to run your own tournament first a little baby tournament. <sighs> zach's
0: baby tournament that's the only way i ever get a GBT. shot at these things the only Zibet. way i get a shot is to create it myself Elizabeth. a bit and you all shit on pinball cribs Lord knows nobody else is going to do it. I got to do it myself when I'm getting by. Yeah,
1: because the world's Jeez. just been clamoring. I love it. It's been, what, three years since someone asked you for a new episode, and
0: here you are latching on to it. Fucking Rodney Dangerfield a pinball over here. Let's give a sponsor plug. Sponsor plug is Flipping Out Pinball. Hot damn. Product showcase this week is the Insider Connected kit from Stern Pinball. You want to get online? Do it now. Do it in a big way. Insider Connected. Pew. We got the pro kits. <laughs> pro kids and stuff, and yeah. Pre- I saw you had like a pile of them. Yeah, we we barely fulfilled, so we got a couple extra units left. But we had a lot on order. I have a lot of premium people that are emailing me every godforsaken day, saying, "I ordered one where that. I think they're coming this week." that's what I've been told by stern pinball. So coming this week. Uh, honestly, for some of you guys that are going to mount yours to a premium door, like some people are optioning out, putting it on the coin door, the pro is fine. You can just order a pro kit or just tell me if you have one in order, we can send you a pro kit. Even if it's the same thing, you're just not getting the apron, right? So the premium kits are the same thing minus an apron. So if you guys don't want to wait this week or two weeks or whatever it may be, you can get the pro kit and just take that and attach it into your premium apron. It's already set up for that. You may need like some screws or something, but technically it will work if you don't want to wait. So, you know, just your hack of the week kind of thing. Also in stock at Flipping Out Pinballs, Guns and Roses LE by Jersey Jack Pinball, or a Batman 66 LE pre-owned. Still got that? Maybe I have to reduce price of that shit. Batman 66 Premium New in Box? Question mark. It's got a little mm. ding to the cabinet decal. So <laughs> it's funny when a scratch and dent is more than MSRP of one new in box.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. No one will point that out
0: though to you. Ah, that's why I did. Godzilla Pro, pre-owned, is up in Chicago right now. BD and Bill and them are going to start streaming that, but it's for sale, so if you guys are up in that area and you want to pick it up, go ahead. Star Wars, the pin, comic book, new in box, as well as the premium pin, the most preferred version, uh, pre-owned, we've got that as well as the topper. We have Elvira 40th Anniversary, if you want one of those. Cactus Cane and get your pre-orders in for the SE, SC, Plus SC+, as well as Alien pre-orders, LV+, no, it's a SV, SVLV. Uh, Godzilla pre-orders you're going to wait but might as well get in queue it's not going to cost you anything and the accessories if you want the art blades go on the FlippinOutPinball.com and order those art blades they are shipping already for the armor and for the shooter rod we still get a couple weeks for those but we got a topper reveal coming soon rush topper reveal coming soon so let's get you in queue for those Elite Pinball IJ Deluxe Topper I've still got some remember those were limited once they're gone, they're going forever and speaking of elite pinball topper, a little nugget here. Wait till you see what his next game release is. I think this IJ one with a hand gilded twenty-four karat gold is juicy. Whew. We've got movement, people. Banners, banners. Who's got those banners? Rush banners are should be coming in soon. We got more Godzilla banners coming in. Uh, Deadpool banners. I think I hear some more Deadpool banners recently. Dennis, you need a Deadpool banner merchandise.
1: I don't know what I'd do with it
0: generally people hang them up. Merchandise people, buy a t-shirt, buy Nordman. (laughs) Or don't, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think you easily can anymore.
0: (laughs) A little bit more steps going into that. Buy a collector's edition, limited edition decal. Holographic, just like that mando top. (laughs) Escalera turnaround is forever. But again, if you want one, it's not going to get any quicker. You might as well get in line. I think that's it. Straight down the middle, if you want to see a teaser trailer video of uh, Jurassic Park Dominion. You still haven't seen it, did you? You gotta watch. It's not that long, Dennis. I'm
1: not watching non pinball straight down the middle videos uh <sighs> until you do the rubber band episode.
0: Until I'm playing a tournament. Then I would understand how to do a teaser trailer reaction video. My son found out about that and then we'll leave. And he is very millennial. I mean, he's he's sixteen. He is the damn kid nowadays. And he just said one word after finding out that we have branched out. Side of Pinball, and we've done a teaser reaction video. He said, Dad, why? <laughs> <laughs> he was so ashamed.
1: Oh, oh. And
0: he, almost like I just seen subconsciously like, him saying, I've got to explain this to my friends.
1: Yeah, because like, they, they all watch, they all subscribe. Hey, congratulations on hitting 10,000, by the way.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I had my hat on backwards, and he's like, Dad, please, please, why? Like you're old. Please stop.
1: We are all infected that stuff. That's why I do the YouTube. To they make put them you a college, sad.
0: kid. You want to go to state school? You want to go to a private school? Where you want to go? Community college for your ass if you keep on chatting. Let dad do his thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That taught him. Not what getting for?
0: very many views on that one, but yeah. slow burn. Slow burn, just like my competition you know, it's series. Weird. Pins. Uh, it's weird with
1: fun. with mine. I, the ones that like I do a, a, f- a first thoughts thing on a on a watch, and I get yeah. over a thousand views mm-hmm. in like two days, and then I do a really detailed review. I work hard <laughs> on, and I get eighty. I know what the hell. And it's like okay, well, <sighs> it's just to have some creative fun. That's what I tell me.
0: That's what I tell me too. That's hey. what I tell
1: me. As I cry into my pillow.
0: Tournament pinball people are chasing me away, so I might as well jump into mm-hmm. other avenues. Yeah, rubber bands. It's a safe space, I hear. I even had somebody Bouncy reach out. Bouncy space. I won't even say well, who it was, and they were like, hey, I've talked to Carl D'Angelo, and... um I'm so upset about this that I asked for him to come on to talk some sense into you. Would you be willing to do a podcast episode with him? I'm like, what is going on? I want to be like, Carl, I didn't ask for this. I'm not requesting somebody ask you to, to meet with me. Like, I don't need this. I'd be happy to chat, but no poor Carl. He's like, I don't even know who this guy is. Please. For Dennis Kreisel, I'm Zach Minney. And remember,
1: if you're looking for someone to completely, dramatically, and substantially reform your entire competitive scene, <laughs> Zach Minnie is the person to contact. Just email thepinballnetwork at gmail.com.
0: And always practice safe pinball, and when surrounded in a room full of crows, never succumb to the caw. Let those bold, beautiful peacock feathers fly proudly in the name of pinball. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't get an STD. My Laura. Toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, valley of plenty. And I can't put my space heater on during recording. Your no, because I'll hear it. Yeah. The Iceman
1: cometh. Oh, That's from Batman and Robin. <laughs>
0: what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Nope. <sighs> I don't know. It. Really? You've never seen it? What's that one? Still Batman and Robin? Yes! With, these are all
1: Honor Schwarzenegger. Can't you tell from my perfect impression? Oh, yeah,
0: I suppose so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Never mind. But somebody did recently purchase a Nordman hoodie, and the problem is they flagged that now because they were like, it's too similar to the Batman logo. And I'm like, motherfucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> shut like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it is pretty similar, though. <laughs> well. I mean, I really, but I, but pulled, I don't, but I think just the argument, would,
1: the argument under, you know, fair use stuff would be, would this ever jeopardizes what, at least with the videos and stuff, I'm sure, as you know, from your, your mm-hmm. own, you know, straight down the middle, of everything is, would this cost them any sales of Batman merch? And the answer is no, <laughs> no. because no one buys Nordman <laughs> as, as <laughs> Batman.
0: Come on. Yes. Yeah, on a, uh, <laughs> Anaconda. That's right. A- <laughs> My anaconda don't.
1: Your little, your youngest son is busy going on about Lawrence of Arabia, and you're like, Yeah, I've seen it. You don't even know what World War One was.
0: Spartacus, and he's all like,
1: Daddy, I'm in the desert.
0: (laughs) Movie's overrated too. (gasps) Well, it's really carried by its music. Was that Batman and Robin?
1: I believe that was the name was of it, it. forever? You know, maybe it was forever. It's the one with the
0: bat nipples. <laughs> the Clooney nips? Yes. Oh, uh, Clooney nips. I wonder how uh, Robert Pattinson's going to do
1: Yeah, I don't know. Is he going to sparkle? Isn't that where he's from? Twilight? Twilight. That's right. Because someone told me, oh yeah, he was in the other movie. I was like, I don't know, I thought this was a new actor. I'm like, no, he's in the vampire thing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do his best Christian Bale. Who are you? Vengeance. <laughs> I could have done that. I'm the shadow in the night. I lurk in the shadows. I hang upside down like Spider-Man, but I won't French kiss you because you're a bad guy who harasses falafel's dealers.
0: <laughs> remember the falafel card? Yes, I do remember yeah. that one.
1: I guess he's not really a dealer. I guess he's just a seller, but... Fuck
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I can Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see what I can do with this one. <clears throat>